With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Part of the murderer's row of ball talk. Here's ESPN senior columnist and podcaster Buster Olney on the ride with Royce. Hey, uh, Buster, uh, David Schoenfeld has a piece on ESPN.com on the 10 hype players who are running out of time to become stars. It isn't good when your team has two of the top three guys mentioned, is it? Boy, no. Uh, and when I saw that headline and saw the lead art was Miguel Sano, uh, my thought was, yep, I've been hearing that from evaluators for the last couple of years. They, you know, they talk about now how, uh, you know, there's such a predominance of these big slugger types. Yes. You can find those good. They're increasingly a dime a dozen. Uh, and so when he started his career, you know, heavy and struggling to contain his weight, you, you feel like, uh, in the same way that the Giants were always talking to Pablo Sandoval, look, you, you got to get a hold of this. Like, this yes. is going to end a lot faster than you think, and that seems to be accelerating even more year to year. It does feel like he's got another year or two to really get a hold of this and to turn his career around, or else he's not going to have nearly as much value as he might have anticipated. That's for sure. And uh, I don't know how much you watched him, Buster, but he just will not stay on the outside pitch. He just pulls off everything and uh they just i mean he's striking out 40 percent of the time he's uh schoenfield had a stat in there if he played 150 games he'd have 269 strikeouts yeah and as uh, i'm trying to remember who the player was who said to me that you know uh five years ago ten years ago if you had a weakness, it might take the rest of the league to yes. sort of diagnose it over the course of two weeks. Now they know immediately yes. because of their access to metrics. And so, uh, you know, if you have a bad night on a, or a bad game on a Sunday where someone's spinning breaking balls off the outside corner, you know the next day that's what you're going to see. Uh, much more so than, uh, you know, the way it used to be. If you have a weakness, you either fi- fix the weakness or you're going to get crushed. And uh, the, the 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 trouble here is that this kid's got hitting talent. If he'd get his head in it and, and stay on the ball and drive it out to right center field like so many of those guys do, Buxton's issue is that's not a that's not a big time swing that he's dealing with. No, and, and you and I have talked about in the past. You do. I, I mean, he seems like, uh, and I don't know from talking with teammates in the spring. You know, he's always. Uh, because he's so respectful, he's always been the guy who's willing to take advice on things, and it feels like he's got a lot of voices in his head. Yeah. And, and, you know, as he as he deals with slumps, as he deals through issues, 
he's got to sort of sort through those. And and in uh, and I've heard this described about you know guys like Freddie Freeman and other elite hitters. At some point, they ignore some people <laughs> and no. they go after others. I've been told that with Aaron Judge. That Aaron Judge is the nicest person in the world. Uh, look, he's got his hitting guys, and they're mm-hmm. not always at Yankee Stadium. And the Yankees might. You know, talk to him about different changes, and he'll politely nod his head and say thank you for the information. He'll basically (laughs) ignore them. And you do get the feeling that that might be something. As Byron Buxton gets older, uh, he'll need to do that. Yeah, say, uh, uh, first of all, your uh, piece on uh, Madden there, talking about the, uh, your your piece column on things that are going out of the game of baseball is uh, kind of depressing for those of us who uh, love the game. A hundred percent. Uh, because it really feels like that the current trends in baseball, you know, toward risk aversion through analytics, uh, and also toward high velocity are feeding some of these changes. The number of stolen bases have gone down 15 to 20 percent over the last decade. Uh, you, you know, pitch outs used to be a part of the game, a fun part of the yeah. chess match. You see them now only once every other day on average. We're on a pace for uh, fewer than 100 pitch outs. Across the entire landscape of baseball, <laughs> bunts have been cut in half over the last decade. Hit and runs are down 20%. When we were talking to Madden about uh, going into a Sunday night game, hey, uh, you know, do you like to use the hit and run? He said, well, I actually only have a couple of guys who can execute that play. And I, and I really think, as they say, I think a lot of it has to do with the increase in velocity. I mentioned to you a couple weeks ago that the, the number of pitches, 96 miles per hour plus, has more than tripled in four years. Uh, and it's really affecting the sport, which is, you know, I wrote a column that's coming out tomorrow saying that as baseball considers radical changes, and Rob Manfred is very open-minded right yep. now, they ought to talk about a limit on the the number of pitchers, uh, pitchers used by managers at 2-4 over the course of a nine-inning game, barring injury. Uh, you know, obviously uh, you yep. have some built-in uh, outs for injuries or for blowouts, but they need to turn this around because the velocity is killing the sport, quite frankly. I uh, was just listening on the radio the other day. I was driving home about the MLB draft. I think it was the first round, maybe the second even yesterday. High school kids throwing 97. It used to be you'd get the kid 92 and you'd say, well, this kid, he's got, he can get the frame on him and he'll have... He might be able to throw 96. Now they're coming into the game, going into professional ball in the rookie league, throwing 96 or 7. They're they're doing that, and they're being trained to do that with the idea that throw as hard as you can for as long as you can. And the thought is, uh, if you can hold up for 15, 20 pitches, that's good, because then we have an army of relievers behind you. Oh, by the way, if we happen to use uh, t- t- an extra reliever to tonight, we'll call up new ones from the minor leagues. They're telling the starting pitchers, you know, don't worry about uh, the fifth inning. Don't worry about the sixth inning. Just throw as hard as you can. And as I mentioned, the velocity, if you look at the numbers, it is having a, a absolute effect on some of the older players in baseball. If you look at, for example, uh, Jay Bruce, uh, who has just fallen off a cliff this year, he is just getting eaten alive by fastballs. Paul Goldschmidt, I told you a couple weeks yeah. ago, getting crushed by fastballs. The numbers suggest that Brian Dozier is having a hard time against velocity this year. Yeah, this they, is someone who killed fastballs in the past. That's because this parade of relievers, everybody throws 96 to 100. 
You know what they did in fast pitch softball on the collegiate level when they weren't scoring any runs? They moved it, moved the mound back. What is sacred about sixty feet six inches? How about sixty two feet six inches? Boy, uh, and you, you do wonder how what the reaction would be from the union on that sort of suggestion or any one of these major suggestions because uh, that would you know you got a generation of pitchers, many generations of pitchers having grown up uh, you know used to that distance, having honed their repertoires at that distance, and I, I you know whether it's that or whether it's the limit of number of pitches, I, I don't think there's any question that needs to happen because the. Spiral that we're seeing now into this, you know, endless array of little league games of home runs and strikeouts and walks—it's <laughs> just not as interesting to me. And they need to restore the preeminence of the starting pitcher. The starting pitcher needs to be the guy, needs to be the headliner. I think not only to sell the sport, but also I think for the union, they need those guys to be important to push the salary ceiling. Oh yeah, that's a, the, the oh, we might have mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. The whole Tampa philosophy oh. here has got a frighten the hell out of the union if they can if they can get rid of those 150 million dollars starting pitchers be the management will be in good shape man yeah and i think it was the worst thing i saw in baseball this year was to see the dodgers do the same thing with scott alexander uh where they started you know again a short reliever to try to gain the you know the minuscule yeah. uh, statistical advantage and look, there's no question. There's 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 uh, there's logic behind it. You can't challenge the numbers, but you know, in having a conversation about this four pitcher limit with a uh, someone in Major League Baseball, he said, "Boy, you know, that would be a fundamental change." And I said, "Well, then tell me this: if you think that this current product is so good, why not just put 50 guys on a, on every pitching staff and just have matchup after matchup after matchup?" Because that's the direction we're headed right now. And uh, you know, the my my proposal is you got to face two batters, but that maybe doesn't even save doesn't save the situation. But at, at least you shouldn't, you know, you shouldn't be able to change. I think uh, if a guy comes in, he's got to face two guys. Would be my deal to get at least to get it started. But it'll be interesting what Manfred comes up with. That's for sure. And I can tell you this: that the attitude from the commissioner's office has uh, about. The proposed changes has definitely been altered by what happened in spring training, where you know Manfred tried for months to yeah. engage the players. Give me your ideas. Let's meet. Let's talk. Let's. If you guys have better ideas than I do, then the pitch clock, then, then we'll talk about it. Um, they wound up giving a very modest alteration that people haven't even really noticed by limiting the number of uh, uh, you know trips to the mound for the catchers and the and the pitching coaches, and the union basically threw a fit. And Tony Clark, who agreed to the terms uh, before it was announced, uh, basically indicated he wouldn't go along or didn't didn't want to go along with it after. And I think because of that experience, the next time around, Manfred's just going to come in and, and like the like the parent who's dealing with a child who's not following the rules. Okay, that's fine. We're taking away your video games, four pitches <laughs> per nine innings, and that's the way it goes. And the uh, <laughs> the. Uh... The Twins last night used three in the first inning, and they still didn't run out of mound visits oh. for uh, Zach Littell. So uh, that's something. Meanwhile, uh, how did Aaron Judge, uh, who we thought kind of had those days behind him, strike out eight times in a doubleheader? Well, first off, as he said after the game, uh, it was a case that night where, Timmy, you talked about Sano and how he was being exposed. That's exactly what happened to him that night, that off the outside corner, 
Um, you know, they, they pitch after pitch after pitch was made, and it kind of gave me some insight into to Judge and his personality. That after the game, he's you know that uh, an embarrassed writer asked him, "Hey, that uh, was that kind of a rough night for you?" And he goes, "It wasn't a rough night. It was a terrible night." Um, and he, with a smile, and he talked about how you make adjustments. And look, I, I think that throughout his career that Aaron Judge is probably going to have periods like that because his strike zone is not like any other, uh, and his body is not like any other hitter because he's six foot seven, two 282 pounds. And it's, uh, you're talking about starting pitchers. It's nice to see Scherzer. Uh, that's uh, Manny something. I think that's the best stuff in baseball. I completely agree with you. You know, we always have uh, my fun argument with our friend Tim Kirkjian about who's the best pitcher on the planet. For years it was Clayton Kershaw, and now it's Max Scherzer. Uh, a few years ago I was working on a piece on him, and this is someone with a tremendous fastball, a wipeout slider, and Max told me, he said, you know what, I developed this curveball, and that, that really is going to round it out. And I'm thinking, why would you throw a curveball? But then when you watch him pitch now, where he's mastered a changeup, and he's got a, that slider, and he's got that fastball, and he's got that curveball. The man pitches to every quadrant in the strike zone. He attacks all the different parts, uh, and he's just, just overwhelming hitters, and nobody has more fun doing it. No one that I've covered in, in baseball now likes sports more than Max, and he, he is a blast to watch. I mentioned I think baseball needs the preeminent starting pitchers. He is the preeminent starting pitcher right now. Uh, when that slider hits the catcher's glove, it sounds like a shot put hitting the turf on a, on a track meet. It's just, ooh, just got that thunk, man. Yeah, it, 100%. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, here's the other thing, too. We mentioned about... Uh, with you know, in this era of analytics and numbers are used, no, nobody uses numbers and has for years more than Max. Uh, you know, he was introduced to it about six or seven years ago, and so if you're Miguel Sano and you step in the box against Max Scherzer, he knows exactly what percentage of times you're swinging and missing on that slider off the outside corner. <laughs> yeah, the ACLU would have to get involved if Sano was going to bat against uh, Scherzer. <laughs> they'd have to they'd have to file some kind of an injunction against that. Uh, thanks for your time, Buster. Thanks, Pat. Talk to you in a couple of weeks. The great Buster Olney. Uh, next week, the uh, Kelly Kirkjian combination. You're along for the ride with Royce. If you're actually listening to this, you need to look in your mirror and uh, <laughs> yeah. give your life some thought. It's time to reevaluate. <laughs> on 1500 ESPN. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Madison Bumgarner led the Giants out of the dugout as he took the slow walk to the mound for the first time this year. McCutcheon moves back. And a nice quick inning for Bumgarner. And he got him. He got him. And he got him to end the inning. The great Madison Bumgarner returned to the Giants, who, by the way, are in a after their horrible year last season and a bunch of injuries and Samarja being terrible uh, are in it because it's such a mess in the AL, I mean in the NL West the Dodgers are going to run away with it before it's over. Sure. They're, they're playing good now uh, but uh, last night Mad Bum returns. Okay here's a question for you gentlemen Manny, don't look how old's Mad Bum? Is he 30? He's not 30 yet. Um, 
I'm going to say 27. You're pretty damn smart. I thought he was 30 or 31. He's 28. 28, wow. yeah. 28. I, I, August 1st, to be 29. He's still a kid. Because I remember when, he, when, when they beat the wow. Royals in 2014, yeah. I remember looking him up and saying, 20, gosh, he's only 24, 25, 25 years 25, old. Yeah. Well, I remember yeah. when he made his debut. It was against our guys. No, it wasn't his debut. Wasn't it his I debut? Because they, they, he got rocked by the he Twins. He did. I think he'd been up. I think he'd pitched before, but he didn't get an out, right? Yeah, they pulled him in I the first he inning. he like, gave up eight, nine runs yeah. that game, and that, that never happened. Because Morneau hit one off of him in San Francisco that knuckled in the right center. I mean, he <laughs> hit that thing square. Uh, I remember uh, seeing some. I, I might have mentioned it to him or something. I, I don't know where. Was he here? I, I can't remember. Who, Bumgarner? I, I might have mentioned that the, the Twins game against him. And he, was it the All-Star game there. here? Might have been, yeah. Just okay. got the stare, you know. Oh, I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I didn't realize, very strong Christian, ba- Baptist uh background, and they say he's a very strong Christian. He doesn't, he doesn't, he looks like the Chewbacca, the, Tobacco chewing guy who might not get to church that often. You know why well, he's a favorite of the mayor, don't you? Why? Remember the story? Oh, you bought his wife a cow. Bought his wife a cow for a wedding yeah, gift. And they got married in jeans. He yeah, I was going to say, yeah, he, his wife got married. He was wearing jeans or something. There you go, honey. Yeah. Here's a cow. Yeah, he bought her a cow. But, uh, oh, he's fantastic. But uh, last night he gets beat three to two, comes back, went six innings, gave up eight hits, had a bunch of base runners, did okay. But you know what he was mad about? Came up the plate with the bases loaded, nobody out, and the uh, was they'd already scored a run. It was two to one in that inning because Corbin uh, Patrick Corbin had been rolling through him, and then they got boom boom. They got two hits off him. He comes out, uh, loaded the bases, no outs, and Corbin struck him out, which uh, really uh, t- irritated him, and then struck out uh, Gorky's Hernandez and struck out Buster Posey, and the uh, the. Giants' five-game winning streak ends, and the Diamondbacks win win their weekly game. They've been winning about one for a long that, week for about a month now. Because Bumgarner's actually a decent hitting pitcher. Oh, that right? was yeah, one of our best, best contests ever when we had the Mad Bum versus Joe well, home were, run count. Well, they the were year. thinking about. Uh, remember when he was lobbying last year, or the year before, the to have a home the derby. derby? Yeah, yeah. And then they were talking about having a pitcher's home run derby. Him, Arietta. Uh, a couple other guys who are good hitters. Well, they could have Otani in there now. Now, yeah, that yeah. wouldn't be any fair. By the way, Angels here, no Otani's pitching tonight. That's probably so good he won't for pitch our boys. Against the Twins. I saw it's a good stat for our guy uh, Miguel. I saw a stat on him. The uh, is it the what does he throw a slider? Is that what is that what That's they call the the. the uh, Changeup is the one that the spit the uh, forkball is or whatever it is. Uh, what whatever Split that finger they can't they can't hit. It, the batters are hitting like point zero zero one. I think I it's, saw thirty five. Is that what it I was? Thought I thought they were but whatever it is, it's a ridiculous number. Yeah, but that was a week ago. They might not have gotten any hits. It's it's the split finger Whew. they can't hit. But uh, anyway, the Angels are here this weekend, and uh, we don't get to see Otani pitch, but we might get to see him hit a home run. Yeah, that's true. So that'll be good. But Mad Bum's back, and the Giants, Giants still filling that ballpark pretty well. Even, uh, you know, they, of course, they never won one, and then they won three in five years. That'll give you a little bit of a, of a honeymoon. What do you think Madison Bumgarner would do with his Sports Person of the Day certificate? 
Uh, Use it as a chew spitter. I, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know. You know what? He just doesn't strike me as a guy that's looking for humor in his life. No, you know? no, no. He's probably a great buddy oh. to have. Oh, a God, great, yeah. Great teammate, but uh, it's uh, that's a, you know what he else, he, that is a very unique delivery. Yeah, uh, he just kind of. kind of a slinger, you know. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's a very unique delivery, and. But when his control is good, you're in trouble, as he proved in 2014. Well, and that's what ha- the great Hosmer quote when he just said, he lets go of the ball and it's 10 feet in front of your face, yeah. you know, because of his delivery on the, on the yeah. left-handed batter. Yeah, when it they... goes all the way across the zone. Would it be fair? Greatest, get... One of the greatest moments in baseball history. He comes in to pitch the fifth, <laughs> and you say, hey, you're going to get two innings out of him and then go to the bullpen. Goes and all the way. Boshi said later, I never looked at him, and he never looked at him. He didn't want to look at him. And nope. Then, because if you look at him, he felt like he had to ask him if he was okay. Yep. And instead, he was going to make Bumgarner come to him and say, "Hey, I've had enough." So he never looked. No, nope. that has got to be. Him. That has got to be one of the most i iconic. Oh yeah. Baseball Fantastic. performances in baseball history in yes. that in that setting certainly in that situation in the modern, certainly in the last yeah. since World War II or something and the yeah. stink of it was I was pulling like hell for the Royals so I kind of was like uh, oh I don't want him to do this because I wanted the Royals to win but yeah you had to appreciate yeah. just was, how great that performance it was, was. Uh, fantastic all right we shall return this is the ride with Ricey. Johnny Height, Yankee fan. I bet you're pretty upset about them letting Zach Littell get away after watching <laughs> well, that last night. I did watch those first he's two He's only innings. 22, man. He just told me. I thought he was older. No, he's a, he's a youngster. He Oof. certainly looked like he was we a lot We stole older. him from the Yankees. We stole him. He was horrified. <laughs> Uh, this update is sponsored by Account Temps. Do you need accounting and finance professionals for long-term or recurring projects? If so, Account Temps salaried professional service may be the right solution. Visit accountemps.com. Account Temps, a Robert Half company. Speaking of that, did Jaime sign with anybody this year? Yeah, yeah he's pitching for uh, Toronto. Oh, is okay. Is it, it Toronto? I think it is Toronto. Yeah. Somewhere. Okay. I saw him with somebody. Uh, twin- I would have rather had him last night. Yes. <laughs> yes, me too. Twins and White Sox again tonight from Target Field. Jake Odorizzi for the Twins. Hector Santiago, the lefty, of course, on the mound for the White Sox. Twins lineup, Dozier, Rosario, Escobar, Kepler, Sano, Grossman, Garver, Adriana, and Ryan Lamar playing center field. Yeah, interesting if we have any uh, information on Morrison's back. I was just going to yeah. say, if, if he's been out this long, why aren't they DLing him? Well, yes. If you have a headache, they'll, uh, they'll DL you. But, uh, <laughs> All I got to say is just text me when either Eddie is at the plate, and I'll turn yeah, to it and watch. Exactly. Uh, tonight on this station, Game 3 of the NBA Finals, Golden State at Cleveland. Warriors lead the series two games to none. Right here on 1500 ESPN coverage starts at 7 o'clock. By the way, uh, tonight NBA referees will take to Twitter during the game. Oh, oh God boy. almighty. To, to engage fans. To Do defend uh, themselves? Like current no, referees? or uh, they'll, Yes, current referees, not the ones doing the game, obviously. Right. Uh, they'll be engaging fans in real time and addressing specific plays and interpreting rules is, from the game. This is such a horrible idea. <laughs> oh, it, no. did they, is that the league doing nope, it or the nope. union? has nothing to do with the league. The league is officially not part of this event. 
The discussion. Well, they're not going to say that the call in the so, court was wrong. There's, there's no way they're. So are they going to? Are they going to use like their own personal Twitter at, accounts or at official NBA refs? Okay. Uh, so the account gonna, that'll be used. So yep. okay. You know who should have a Twitter account? Tim Donahue. <laughs> we should get him a Twitter account. Who do you like tonight, Tim? He couldn't have done a worse job the other night, even if he was betting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, they will have a team of referees answering the questions, but you won't know who's answering. Oh, so it'll just say, yeah, I it, see. See, yeah. I thought they were going to, when you said it was the official rep, I thought they were going to, like, sign, like, at the end, who yeah. it was or no, whatever. Yeah. No, you what if we find out it's Brian it. Colangelo doing it, huh? <laughs> Star Tribune reporting. He just rips. All he does is spends the whole game ripping 76ers players. <laughs> Star Tribune reporting. He died a defenseman, Ben Brinkman, who was a junior this, this past season, has accelerated his high school education to graduate early. He'll join the Gophers hockey program for the 2018-19 season. a 17-year-old. Most uh-huh. of them are 30 now when they yeah, uh, right. get there. It's, it's, uh, he must be really something if he's going to... Uh, Skip his senior year and I go right into the Gopher lineup. My first radio job up in Roseau, Aaron Ness. Remember Aaron yes. Ness? He was Mr. Yes. Hockey. He did the same thing. He doubled up on his classes and so, so he could graduate early and, right and go away, to the yeah. Gophers. Yeah. Is he in a league? Was he in the he's, league? I think he's in the Capitals organization, oh, actually. Okay, he's not, not on the not team, but he think he's in the minors, yeah. Uh, he's six foot one, two ten. Brinkman is seventeen, as Patrick said. Gave a verbal commitment to the Gophers back in December of twenty. Will he die and be able to recover? Yeah, they'll try. They'll try. Maybe some kid will transfer. No, they can't transfer. Like they- Well, if the family moves, they can. Yeah. So. The uh, Minnesota Lynx, as expected, re-signed forward Andy Mayam today. Uh, she's did from- you expect that, John? Did I, you, you, did you I expect that? I expected it after I read the story and understood <laughs> what was going on. She was the last cut, apparently, and uh, when they finalized their roster earlier, but they knew they'd resign her as soon as she could fit in her prorated portion of the mm-hmm. contract under the WNBA salary cap. So I knew it after I read that today. Sure. Yep. The greatest drama going with the two and five team is uh, the uh, relationship between Reeb and Whalen. Uh, Whalen only played seven minutes the other day, and there's some thought that Lindsay is not in prime condition for this. Really? Schism? Do we have a schism? I think we got a schism. Oh, we need a schism. Uh-oh. Of course, Sharon, mm. Cheryl always has schisms going if, the, if, if anything's going against her because she's not going to take any responsibility. <laughs> the Gophers added. That's just my opinion. Uh-huh, right. I understand. You know, I'm not. I'm not putting words in anybody else's mouth. That's me. Added quarterback Jacob Clark of Rockwell, Texas, to their class of 2019. A verbal commitment from him. He's 6'5", 210 pounds. He joins Eden Prairie's Cole Kramer, who committed in December as quarterbacks committed to the Gophers for 2019. He's a three-star prospect, the 24th-rated pro-style quarterback nationally in the 247sports.com composite rankings. I want to see his tape. Yeah, I got to see the tape. The tape I want to see his tape. Unbelievable. Uh, make you say, wow. thing that I wrote today, I hadn't seen this before, the commentator that said... That this guy was going to turn around in the gopher hole, a guy that mm-hmm. goes by the name of Halsey Hall. He's the greatest gopher quarterback recruit since Mike Hoency, and uh, <laughs> which was 79 or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Um, of course, spe- Sid basically was right about him like he was Sandy Stevens reincarnated. <laughs> Speaking of drafting, by the way, uh, I, we've discovered that what will become the number one selling jer- jersey in Major League Baseball. Thank you to Parker Hageman for pointing this out. The Rangers have selected Simi Valley High School pitcher Owen Schartz. 
Oh, in the 32nd round. I'll explain this to you off the air, oh, Mr. Royce. He will have the number one no. selling jersey, and I might even purchase one myself. I don't know what it is. And as I will explain it to you off the air. As Parker said, happy for the entire Sharks family. No, 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 no. As a guy that's in his 70s, we might not need to have to explain it to you, though. Sharks. Oh, okay. It's a combination deal, you see. You get a two for one. Oh, okay. I I did not know that. I just do it. I don't know. I didn't know what the word was. Oh, he shoots, he scores. John, you better give us some traffic as soon as you can. I got to run to the restaurant. Ride with Royce now continues. First of all, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. It's time for late hits. Um, every time I come to play, my plan is to find a way to come back at the play and score. I mean, I got to help out my team any way I can in the field. Any ball hits me, I'll try not to let it hit the ground. Uh, Jordan Adams was a hot shot recruit for the North Carolina football team as a wide receiver, but on... Uh, Yesterday, on Monday, or Monday, the Angels selected him number 17 overall in the draft. That's about a $3.5 million slot. And uh, he announced today that he was going to sign with the Angels. He was the number 19 draft prospect overall. This will become a disappointment to his father, Deke Adams, because he's on the Tar Heels coaching staff. He's a North Carolina coach, so... Uh, but uh, Jordan Adams, you got to take the three and a half million if it's sitting there, don't you? For oh, sure. absolutely. I absolutely. So. I would think so. So you mentioned sharts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. And it reminded me, I, I wasn't uh, sure of the, uh, what, what, it, what it meant, but I, I know of the process. But uh, Smalley, I remember Smalley. <laughs> A couple of years ago, I was talking to him at a Twins game, and he'd just come in from interlocking, and he was doing his show, and he said he was playing with an older gentleman, and the guy took a big hack on, a, on the driver and said, uh-oh, that one came out live. <laughs> so that was what you would call sharp. Yes, that's yeah. exactly yes. what we're talking okay. about. <laughs> we don't... Talk sports. That's right. We, <laughs> we teach, teach, we sports. teach sports. <laughs> Even if it's, see, I was talking about golf. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm going to tell you both right now, and I'm being deadly serious. That will be the number one selling jersey in the Rangers organization. <laughs> I, gu- I guarantee they've already gotten phone calls to say, how can we order a Sharts jersey? Mm-hmm. And he was, what, a 32nd round pick? 32nd round pick. 959th overall. He might not wow. sign just to avoid the embarrassment. Hey, uh, the, uh, the Minnesota Wild ran off John Anderson as an assistant coach. Uh, one of uh, Bood's buddies, apparently, and hired Dean Evison today as an assistant coach. Very interesting because he was the head coach at Milwaukee in the AHL. Paul Fenton spent a lot of time talking at his press conference about the importance of the player development that went yeah. on at mm-hmm. Milwaukee, and obviously uh, Dean Evison 
was the coach down there, and he is now a new assistant to Boudreaux. And you know what? If they sometime next season isn't going as they'd hoped, oh. not going as they hoped, and they uh, they thought maybe it was time for a coaching change, I don't think they'll look around too long, do you, to find a replacement? That's a pretty piping hot take, Mr. Ricey. Mm. Yeah, I'm not saying Boots is in trouble, but you got a new GM. He's 58 years old. Uh, he's not here to, for a rebuilding project. Was this so? Uh, this will be year three with Boots, right? Yep. Yep. And I and think they it's signed a four-year four year deal. deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's once he's now on probation, right? Oh, yeah. Especially right. after two but, first but round exits. They have the same regular seasons they've had. How do you you don't get rid of them? The regular seasons have been fine. Yes. So it's you, the postseason failure that's going. That, yeah. That's the only thing that could do him in. You uh, mentioned yesterday, Ravers, how the Yankees had that uh, uh, Monday night. Uh, Oh, yeah. The Sunday night baseball game on July 8th. And then they have a doubleheader the next double day. Doubleheader the next day. Well, uh, they had enough influence with uh, MLB to get that changed. The July 8th game against the Blue Jays has now been moved to 1 o'clock in Toronto. And uh, the Dodgers and the Angels game in Anaheim will replace the Yankees-Blue Jays as the Sunday night game. My question is, why wasn't the Dodgers and Angels the Sunday night game in the first to place? To begin right. with, right. Exactly. Instead of the damn Blue Jays and well, Yankees. Give us a little freeway Sick series. Of the Yankees. Plus, yeah. plus, there's a decent... Doesn't usually Otani throw on Sunday? Isn't that his normal schedule? Well, now it's it's gotten messed up now. He's oh, that's right, because the they, they pushed him back. Yes. That's right. Apparently, the NFL is getting ready to suspend uh, Reuben Foster, even though he's gotten out of the San Francisco linebacker. Ultra-talented, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's uh, apparently, he's he's gotten, he had two off-season arrests. He's gotten, he, he pleaded no contest to a misdemeanor charge related to possession of an illegal weapon. And uh, then he's uh, got, uh, he got out of the uh, domestic uh, abuse charge because the woman decided not to uh, press charges. So, But that won't stop Roger. No. Nope. We'll go get him. At least four games. And this is a sad story. A minute, uh, Scott Henning, 33, of Delano, was uh, in a Utah cannon, a canyon, and uh, he was, uh, you know, climbing with some buddies and in the mountains out there in the Moonflower Canyon. And the rope had a problem with the rope on Monday, and uh, he fell roughly six feet and fell to his death Oof. out there uh, climbing a rope in the mountains. So, uh, did you say six feet? Sixty feet. Oh, sixty, 60 feet. feet. I sorry. might have said six, but okay. I meant sixty. And uh, Ryan Tappany drafted today, pitcher at Creighton, uh, tra- drafted in the twenty-first uh, round. Kevin's kid, and guess what he does. Pitches. He's a right-handed pitcher. Yes. It looks like a tall, uh, strapping kind of. Uh, Is Kevin still kid. in town here? Oh yeah, he's in town. That's he's, what I thought. Uh, he was. He was coaching that uh, uh, Loretto team there for a while. Tappany's kid and a bunch of those, those kids played on that team together. Okay, out there in Loretto, and I think. Kevin was uh, dealing with him there, and is he involved in the one of those baseball camps? Larkin is he? He might with be. Larkin? Yeah, I he, might, he be. might be. I'm not sure. Anyway, he was drafted today, and the Twins drafted Jer- Jacob Blank in the 22nd round. He's the kid from Augustana that just led them. He's a Nebraska kid, but just led them to the national uh, 
championship there, and he was the Division II pitcher of the year two years in a row, six foot four, two fifteen. Uh, must not be a real hard thrower. He wouldn't last till the twenty second round. Bunch of uh, Minnesota kids uh, drafted today. I thought uh, Reggie Meyer would get drafted, but I haven't oh, seen he did it yet. Not yet. Okay. I haven't seen it. Uh, Micah Coffey and uh, Jordan Kaziki both might get drafted. There was a kid from Shakopee that got picked by... Uh... Oh, yeah. they. Well, the second rounder is from... Uh, was it even, I don't know if he's a Shakopee kid, but the kid that went to Kentucky to pitch is a, was Kentucky's number one pitcher. He went in the second round. We're producing some talent, baby. Minnesota kid. Minnesota kid. And the biggest news in sports today, last night the Webster Sox had their first two-game winning streak in how many years? I believe it was 10 years, sir, that the Webster, you know, they're the the official, well, the second official Mm -hmm. amateur baseball team. I went out there when they had their 50-game losing streak going, (laughs) and uh, it was... uh, you know what? And you watch them play, and you understand how they did have that 50-game yes, losing you do. streak going. But. but could not be a better group of guys on the Webster yes. side. And by the way, great outdoors show tonight. A good topic. Deer, ticks, and other creepy things that can attach to you in woods or fields. And also tick-borne diseases. Uh, good time to know that. This could be a good year for ticks, I was hearing. And also fishing reports from the Lake of the Woods and Leech. So uh, that's coming up right after this show. Now, on the ride with Roycey, let's hear the boys' daily complaints. Manny, do you have a complaint? I do not want to hear any more from anybody about the Eagles not going to the White House. <laughs> I'm so over this story. I'm tired of hearing it. It's two days in a row now that it's just been beaten to the ground. Who cares? Who cares? Mm-hmm. It's over with. Just I'm with Doug Peterson. Just move on. Yes. It's, it's, it's over. Move we on. Won't. We won't Get move over on. It. We won't move on. Stop being petty about it. It's just it forget about it. It's it's done. It's over with. Move mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. They think the trumpeter is going to give it up? Uh, no go chance. Go ahead. What do you got there? Uh, not really a complaint, but just wanted to give a, a little bit of a shout-out to a, a really good baseball guy. Uh, the Chanhassen Storm have lost their head coach, A.J. Pedersen, who stepped away oh, from really? the team to uh, spend some more time at home. I was in communication with A.J. last night. Great baseball guy. Isn't Luke's his kid brother? Luke's his kid brother. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you're, you're obviously just stepping away so you can go to Oregon this weekend, right? He said, no, he wants to focus on family and things like that. But I really, he won the state title in his first year coaching the Storm. So, wow. Yeah, good good, good baseball guy, and I'm sure he'll surface uh, in the near future with a coaching role in some capacity, but a really good dude. I have uh, two uh, daily complaints. A, uh, lawnmowers and pools. <laughs> And B, we have another story that is front page of the Star Tribune online. Some student athlete ratted herself out in a golf tournament and gave up the title because she did something wrong. You know, there's about 17 of these a year. Let's, you know, okay, why did you not... If you knew you screwed it up, why didn't you put it on your time in the first place? In the first place, right? It's it's golf. It's a game of honor. It's not a it's not a big deal that somebody was honest on a golf course. That's how it should be. Yes, you're honest on a golf course. You know, unless you're playing with guys and you don't want to go chase it in the woods, the (laughs) tick infested woods, which we'll be talking about shortly on the Great Outdoors (laughs) Show. 
But these stories are endless. But every time they put them on the front page of an oh, internet site, they get a lot piece. of hits. Oh. They feel good. By the way, Raina Cash from our paper is uh, not going to do it for online. She's going to do it for herself about feel-good sports stories. She was, I was talking to her. I saw her in the office today. I said, I take that as a personal affront. <laughs> I, think, I think that's intended to me. And she said, yes, it's balance. I said, see, that's what I said to Heather. Flat, balance. All right, we'll have something tomorrow. I have no idea what.